It's the Tiltcast, episode 471, Krogan Trojan. And this week, guys, Trojan. we talk Ragnarok, Elder Scrolls Online, and Dungeons and Dragons Dark large. Alliance. Stay tuned. Ribbed for your pleasure. He's got a big gun. Yeah. And we're back. It's the Tiltcast. And today is the 26th at about 10.14 p.m. I'm Nos. I'm Jason. I am Rusty. It's an M-rated show, and you're getting about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games, some news. Um, Glad E3's done. Fuck yeah. What was E3, though, but a fucking craziness, like a fucking info dump on the internet is what it turned out to be. Yeah. Can I just, like... Get the Cliffs notes, please, because <laughs> it's what it turned into for the three of us, honestly. Right. Yep. <laughs> and we're not getting paid for this, so there wasn't going to be like a in-depth analysis of every single thing. We just picked on the stuff we liked. And we're like, oh, that looks cool. No, yeah, seriously. I mean, from from E3, I've got a handful of things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that. But that's that's pretty much it. Nothing's going to be out right now, so what am well, I going to do? Well, Steam Sale. I, Steam Sale! So, Thank you, Gabe. Yeah. Thank you, Uncle Gabe. And then, Jason, you just got your computer finalized, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like last night? So, this guy, this fucking yeah. guy, he's like, hey, can we hang out? And I'm like... What's, uh, what's that code for? No, like, seriously, you're going to come over to my place and we're going to spoon. And that's pretty much it, all It wasn't going to be Netflix and chill. It was going to be PC and build. Uh, pretty much. I, I, I didn't know that there was a PC in his hands or on his brain at that moment. I knew that he was getting parts, but I didn't know whether or not he had gotten all of the necessary so you, parts. You got yeah. the CPU from him, right? Yeah, no, yep. that's that's the reason why he came over, that bastard. And He's then, like, no. oh, you've then, got a CPU. No. Oh, and I'm going to bring on, my PC on. over. I have generally one, wanted to go over to Rusty's and hang out for a while. Uh-huh. And now, it just so it, happens... It just so happens that I had the last party needed. The my wife, by surprise, last week, after we recorded... Bought me a new motherboard on Prime Day. Mm. Ah, that's yes. A, that's a hell of a Prime gift. Fucking right? Prime Day. We've got th- things to talk about Prime on Prime Day. Day. I mean, I'm sitting on Prime Day. <laughs> yeah, you are. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, Prime real estate. Which led into, okay, cool. So I've got a motherboard. Now I can just mm. slow... I can kind of start working on by the end of the year building this out. Well, this it turned happen. into, oh, I don't. This is it's this is new. a DDR4 board. It, this is 288 pin RAM. Uh, uh, yeah. My current RAM won't fit it. No, no. Your shit was like old. And then old. I find a... Uh, a new uh, pair pair of eight gig sticks for less than a hundred bucks. Yeah, and so Rams Crystal not too bad. To, so you know, Crystal let yet. me buy that. Well, shit, I've got the RAM. I've I've got the video card that my my very my very generous brother over there already gave me earlier this year. This guy, he gets all the best fucking deals. <laughs> and uh, 
Well, I mean, let's face it, you've given me this shit so I'd PC game because you felt sorry for me. Maybe. Um, and we've been dancing around this i9-9900 processor that he's had in his possession for, like, over a year. I just happened to have an extra 9900KF. I mean, as you do. <laughs> What's the speed on that? That is a, well, it it's a 8-core... Uh, it's six, you know, sixteen thread processor with uh, it's it's a three point eight, but it uh, will go up to four point eight for four point yeah, like eight or five hundred five. It, it turbo idles at four point nine to f- five. Hell, that's five. better than my chip. Yeah, it it's it turbo boosts um, provided that you've got enough cooling for it. It it is a hard chip to cool. So now he's got to get a Noctua. That's what I basically, um, but that's that's what I suggested. So then. the current. The current Corsair cooler does cool it enough. It's a 120 rad. Yeah. Does it? Does that old cooler I have work for that? I knew you were going to say that, and probably, but he's going to get a Noctua. <laughs> I am <laughs> going to get a Noctua. Yeah. I mean, that's free. But yes, but a Noctua by the well, I, by I the agree end of the year. Better, but right now, um, even playing, um, uh, even playing Cyberpunk. Because uh, I did test that more this morning. Oh yeah. Even playing Cyberpunk for an hour, it never got over a hundred and fourteen, hundred and fifteen Fahrenheit. Yeah, I think so, not bad. I think I, I need. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that I've got a three sixty rad, and it gets to about that same temperature. Uh, so I think I just need to reseat my uh, my cooler because it's kind of ass. I should be getting much cooler temperatures with that, but yeah. So I don't, right, I don't get above fifty-five. Well, Celsius, fifty-five Celsius. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm I'm not a Canadian, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you that's Celsius the, to Fahrenheit. That's close. That's probably a little bit higher than what he's read. Uh, fifty-five C to uh, Fahrenheit. Yeah, because hundred and fifteen Fahrenheit is forty-six Celsius. Yeah, it's you're, you're going to thermal throttle. At, you know, at a 100. 90, at a 90, a 90 yeah. Celsius is where now, the thermals. Now, that said, during, like, a huge, like, mob fight, it would spike to, like, 120 Fahrenheit and then come back down. Yeah, but, it's, I it's mean, fine. that's not bad. It's fine. The, the um, thing is, is I haven't had any problems with mine. It's like the one time that I'm used to Celsius and everything. I'm not used to Fahrenheit on. All right. 48 Celsius is yeah. what it spikes at it. Like, <laughs> a large mob. In. Why don't we all go metric? <laughs> Seriously, because <laughs> oh, Celsius is less accurate. It, I, kind of. It's accurate when it comes to zero, but it's not accurate in terms of like actual delineation of degree. You get more granularity out of Fahrenheit. You do. Okay, there are decimals. You know. <laughs> yeah, but nobody wants to say it's uh, 30, 20, 23.6 degrees outside. I would. Just because it makes me feel like a nerd, but anywho, um, <laughs> the maths. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it really. I want. I've been wanting to hang out with Rusty, but this guy, he's like this turned but. in. This turned into having to get this ram turned into the perfect excuse. Okay, it turned into because now I have everything I need if I get this CPU from Rusty. See, to rebuild this computer a, a process that i cannot do 
with my children at home. Right. So you can get out of the house. So Exactly. So you needed to get out of the house. See, none of this was communicated to me via texts. No, it wasn't. What, what <laughs> I got was, hey, are you awake? Can I come over and hang out? And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I just woke up. I kind of feel like ass because I woke up with a migraine. I mean, sure. And I'm sitting here going, we're going to spoon and then we're going to probably fucking like play some Beat Saber and just shoot the shit. I open the fucking door and he's got an arm full of fucking electronics. And I'm like, that's your PC. That's your, that's your mother. Oh, I see what this is. I see what you're doing now. Fine. Come on in. <laughs> no, and to be fair, I did bring gifts with me. You did. You brought two G fuels, which for assistance, I didn't just you built it. I did. I just assisted, but for assistance, it's 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 an all right payment. It's kind of like it, it's the gamer equivalent of here's a uh, here's a case of beer, uh, you know, or. Here's a couple slices of pizza. Now um, it did take it did take longer than than I wanted it to because I really did want to play Beat Saber for an hour or two. There was, um, um, but I left my power supply cables at home. So this motherfucker he comes over. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna build this in the piece of your apartment because there is nothing alive in my apartment that makes any noise whatsoever." And, uh, and, uh, you know, Rusty's only halfway. I'm, I'm only, uh, I've only got a quarter of a heart. So, um, the, <laughs> uh, so he sets this shit up and I'm like, you've got the extra power supply cable, right? And he's like, what extra power supply cable? And I'm like, I point out to him on his old board, he's got CPU cable, uh, CPU power cables, but, his new board is going to require an extra four pin and he doesn't have a fucking extra four pin power cable with him. And I'm like, well, you're not going to be able to fully power up the board, you know, and, and do any type of testing with it because you don't have enough power for the board for the CPU. And then I'm like, but wait, I've got an idea. And then I channeled Linus. He did. He straight up channeled that bastard. I, I channeled Linus, and I'm like, you know what? We can do this. I got this. And I go into my fucking closet, and I went into my closet for many fucking things. Uh, because I have a lot of extra bits and bobs in my, you know, stored in my closet for PC so building. Do you have, like, an extra modular power cable or something? I had a whole other power supply. That was in my closet that I had pulled from a pre-built, you know, case. It was so it's a piece of shit power supply. Like I would never use it in anything. Like no, modu- no modular cables, four hundred and fifty watts. Right. It's like trash. It's basically I should have thrown it away, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because there was going to be a use for it, and fucking found it. It had a four-pin power, uh, you know, power cable for the processor. So. He hooked up all of the stuff. We installed all the things and in, you know into he, his case. He seated my CPU, helped me cable manage. Right, and then and, and then I pulled this power supply out of the closet and I hook up the one fucking four pin power cable off of that power supply. 
hook it up to the power and I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't get a power supply to turn on without the uh, without the motherboard connector actually being, you know, connected. Right. So I'm like, I know how to fix this. We're going to fucking take a paperclip and fucking jam it into the, you know, into the four and the five pin of the power, uh, you know, the uh, motherboard connector. After he can't find his uh, <coughs> power supply tester. Right. I have a power supply tester that does the same thing. But um, so we had a, uh, I had a fucking paperclip jammed into the, you know, that fucker. And there was one singular four pin fucking power cable going to the, you know, going to the motherboard just so that we could test the goddamn thing. And, uh, like, it worked. It booted up just fine. I did end up having to activate Windows this morning with a different key. I told you you would, because as soon as Windows... It's not going to recognize the motherboard. Yeah, Yeah, as soon as Windows sees a fucking hardware change that gets all fucking flaky. um, Luckily, I had, like, three unused keys sitting at home, so I didn't even have to call Microsoft. I guess. Well, you could have probably just logged into your Microsoft account and been perfectly fine, but whatever. Um, it wasn't taking it for some reason. Mm. I fought with it for an hour before I used a different key. Yeah, well, I mean, Windows is Windows is Windows. I mean, I did that when I upgraded my board again. It was like, you're done with upgrading. So, remember, I, I think I bought yep. it from you. <laughs> yep. He comes in. He's, he's got this, you know, like when he first fucking comes in. He plops his fucking PC down in the fucking thing and opens it up and is like a fucking like forest of dust inside there. <laughs> well, and in my defense, I clean my tower every four to six weeks. It doesn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> because my my PC tower sits behind my entertainment center in my living room, which is underneath a double wide window, which which a cat frequency. So it's got cat ass so, all over it. You know, cat hair just falls down and on top of this thing and, all the time. And mind you, that processor and cooler has been married, married together for about what? I think it was what 10, 11 years? I think 11. So it was just stuck to it. No, oh, when we pulled it off, it looked like diarrhea. It, it actually came oh. off fairly easy. Yeah. But the color was the, shit stains shit. <laughs> shit stains the shit, shit stain the cat, shit, shit stain McGee. Yeah, it looked like diarrhea. The fucking, you know, the, uh, yeah. the thermal paste took, had denatured. <laughs> no joke. So Rusty has these overlarged uh, alcohol wipes. They're like this big when you un yeah they're like a pack on foot square yeah yeah. <laughs> it took lips. me three of those fuckers just to clean off the CPU. It was it was pretty nasty. <laughs> you didn't use all of the wipes you or you're a pansy ass, but um, uh, I do this for a living. I mean, <laughs> um, but it was nasty. And then I look in there and I'm like, I'm not working in this with the fucking cobwebs and the fucking like cat ass all over the place. So I go into my fucking closet and I pull out my data vac and he's like, well, I just use an air compressor for mine. And I'm like, well, this is kind of like a handheld air compressor. And once you use it, you'll never go back. How much is a data vac? Eh, about 80, 90 bucks, something like that. It's worth Will it. Will you bring it over next week? Yes, I it- can. 
It's like a pot. I'll use it. Okay, I'm just saying. It, I'm just looking at you like, why are like, you on my data bank? It's <laughs> no, like, it's like a power blower for your PC. It saves you so much money on fucking canned air, and it's better for the environment because it's not fucking canned air. <laughs> it's a lot better than a leaf blower. Oh, yeah, what? I remember that shit. <laughs> Wait. I did that once. Wait, what? You're using a leaf blower? To that, no, I've been using Candare, but that, I did use a leaf blower once. That one, that, one, uh, that one cooler, he tried blowing out the heat spreaders with the air blower. Oh. <laughs> you used to, what? <laughs> In the old build. Oh, my God. A leaf blower. It was one of those just stupid moments. I was like, I'm going to replace all this shit anyway. What would happen if I used a leaf blower? So, yeah. I cleaned out the case. (laughs) Just blew shit all over the place. (laughs) So, yeah. After well over a year of Rusty telling me over and over again that I needed a new PC build. and Yeah. You you have your PC build. Months of uh, me planning the bug in my wife's ear that... I had to sweep my floor from your fucking cat ass. (laughs) It was dust everywhere. This motherfucker didn't even take it outside. He's like, nah, your kitchen is getting like a full on layer no, of my fucking no. like dead, dead, it, dead skin in cells. My, in my defense, I had shit halfway torn apart when he pulled this dust blower out. This motherfucker. So yeah, you ended up with my fucking extra processor and I ended up with a lot of your dust. Yeah, but now Jason has a very, very significantly good PC right now. I mean, better yeah. than it's basically better than what 90%. I had before I uh, before I did my that's upgrade. A, that's yeah. what a lot of pre-builds are selling the, shit like that. You got a twenty eighty, you got sixteen gigs of DDR four, you got a fucking mm-hmm. is that an i nine? Yeah, it's an i nine. Yeah, fucking i nine nine hundred K F. The only thing I'm better have... I got in mine is more RAM and a better. Graphics card. Yeah. And the same thing. I've got 32 gigs of RAM and a better graphics card. But still. But the fact you can't is, find a 2080 anywhere. Yeah, he's got a better graphics card than what you can find on the market currently because basically they've gone all the way back to fucking like voodoo graphics cards. No, they're, they're selling <laughs> 10. They're like going to do another run of a 1050. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> nobody wants them. <laughs> well, Why? Shit. They were. Uh, it's like a Dota card. Um, right. There was one you can play uh, Nvidia sweeper. There was one Nvidia partner that was uh, that started selling the sixty six hundreds. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's we've devolved because well, yeah, we're going to the old shit because we have because the stock for that shit. You know, they've got they've got the fucking boards just taking up space on a fucking warehouse someplace. Yeah, they're just slapping more RAM. They're slapping bigger RAM chips in them and selling them. Yeah. So, on a different note... But, anyway, so, I have a new PC. And I'm not gated by my processor anymore. And longer. you can uh, take some bounty out of the Steam cell if you want. Uh, he can so. fucking... I... He's fully fucking VR capable right now. All okay, he needs is a so, VR rig. So, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and just discuss that a minute. I was a little bit disappointed in this year's Steam sale. I spent 120 bucks. I spent $78. I found two games. What did you get? So, I bought Fallen Order, just because I don't actually own that one. Star Wars? Star Wars Fallen yeah. Order? Isn't that really just old? because I love Game that game. Game Pass. Huh? Game Pass. You it, it's on no. EA Play. 
refund it. Huh? Refund it's a, it it's on Pass. EA Play because it's on Game Pass. I bought it for $15. You can get, you could play it on Game Pass. These guys like, I don't care. I own it on Steam. My wife Lord. won't. My wife won't let me get Game Pass right now. So, dude, all right. So, uh, we, I know we fucking go on and on about Game Pass, but it's probably one of the best I've, fucking deals you can get as a PC gamer and an Xbox gamer. Uh, there's just, I mean, when you get bored with what you're what you've purchased, you could go and find out what's free. <laughs> I I do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I make it's, it's I, I, time. I play $12 worth of game every single month. Once our federal Uh-oh. tax return comes in, Game Pass is happening. Until then, I'm kind of stuck. So, oh, But I genuinely, I think more than eBay at the table, enjoyed that game. So I don't mind spending the $15 Fallen Order was on the, it. was the newest Jedi game. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's a good game. Yeah. Um, that'll push your card, too. And uh, um, Lola is very happy. I picked up one game that uh, that I just never really bought because I wasn't playing on PC a lot at the time. Uh, I went ahead and bought uh, Kerbal. Okay, because you know you should uh, you should install Vermintide finally so that you can play with me and Rusty. Yes, (laughs) that too. Though I'm almost never up at the same time y'all are. I'm up in the morning, and I'm. It's only on the days that are late that I'm that I'm working that I don't play till yeah. late. I've fully been owned, apparently. Yeah, she said on your chest. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I've got that. It's. I think oh, you deserve it. You've nice. been you've been I lagging see. behind for a while. It's about goddamn time. Is uh, what I'm saying. I already see the performance boost. Well, obviously, you went from a fucking chip that's like 11 years old to something that's fucking but, fairly recent. I mean, think about it. The fact that that <coughs> fourth gen i5 is still running. <laughs> yeah, because the other day he called me up and he got that board and he was super excited. And I started looking. And I was like, well, you might get like an, was that a Sandy Lake i5 that yeah. was at like 4.3 gigahertz? I think it's, is it a Sandy Lake? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a lake of something. Right. It's one of the lakes. Probably. It's like a ninth gen I-5. KB? Is it KB? KB Lake. KB Lake, yeah. Yeah, KB Lake. Which, I, those are, those are like 180 bucks, or at least they were this week on Newegg, I'm which like, is a good price for... I knew exactly what the target was. I knew exactly what he was doing as soon as he showed me the board. When he posted that board, you know, and is like, oh, this is on sale on fucking, you know, on Prime Day. I'm like, oh, I know what the fuck he's doing. I know exactly what he's doing. He's uh, easing his way in to uh, getting the rest of the PC built. And uh, and I'm like, a, a person who has a, you know, has a spare CPU just lying around just happens to be in the same conversation as this. So I'm like, I know what you're doing. It was super obvious. Super obvious. Actually, I posted that as a... Uh-huh. Yep. As a, Let's see as how, a wish list. How, how he weaves his lies, <laughs> this guy. Um, <laughs> no, but, I, I knew that you were going to end up getting an upgrade. 
I had that I when I purchased the you know so a little backstory on the on the processor. I bought yep. two 9900 KFs because they came into a secondhand the, store like yeah. a you know uh, like a, a super discount store like a returns thing. And when I was building my uh, machine, I was going to use one of them, and I got two of them just in case there was a one problem. One was bad. <clears throat> well, it turns out that it is a solid ship. So I'm like, okay, now I've got an extra one. I was going to maybe use it for a server PC or something like that. And uh, never got around to it. And then the shortage happened, and I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to get around to it for a while. And then I'm like, I, I almost sold it. To another dude. I know you did. And then I said, no, nah, I'm going to keep it because I, I Yeah, I when know. he was mentioning that he might hit you up, I was like, I think Rusty sold that. No, no, I uh, I almost did. I sold the other one. I sold the i5. Yeah. So I sold him the cheaper From one. From your old build. Well, no, I... Or... I had, at one point, I had three spare CPUs. That's right. I forgot, because there was a pair of i5s that came in that you yep. bought, too. Yep. Yeah. So, I I built a few PCs I mean, out of them. to be honest, I would have been grateful for either one, but... Either one was an upgrade. It would have been, yes, but, I mean, I'm happy that you got this one. It's, it's a solid chip. I'm I'm happy that you're able to fucking play actual yeah. games. I was watching him play fucking cyber, uh, cyberpunk, and it was smooth as butter. It, it was loading a hell of a lot faster, and I think it was just. And when you get NVMe drives in there, shit, oh, yeah. you'll be all right. That that's probably the the thing. So the thing that brought my eye to that board when I saw it in Prime, and I didn't even mention that board to Crystal. Believe it or not, she saw the same thing. Was the was the dual slotted MVME? Yeah, on the board she saw it because there's no fucking possible way. <laughs> no, she actually was looking on Prime Day for PC upgrades for me to okay. see if she could buy to see if she could get pieces because I'd already told her months ago kind of what I needed. Oh well. That's a really specific like said, ask because I mean there was a stu- there was a bunch of stuff on Prime Day that was that was on sale. Well, I was yeah. going to say that I got nothing fun. I know, neither did I. We got the egg. What, what are the egg rings? <laughs> so I got a, here's, uh, here's, a cheap purple lookalike oh, seat no pad. Shit. She ordered the silicone egg rings. No way. <laughs> so we all uh, adulted with that. We all have silicone <laughs> egg rings to make egg sandwiches. I mean, oh my god! Egg, well, for me and you, it's egg truffle sandwiches. Egg, but still, yeah. yeah, I tried it out. They ain't bad. Okay, I'm, I haven't and tried them out yet. That's one of those things that, like, in passing, like sometime last year, I said, you know, as much as the kids like having fried egg sandwiches. This would make this process a whole lot easier yeah, if I had they were, X. They're like seven dollars. But yeah. yeah. See, Prime but Day is it's, like uh, it's the simple things for the adult life that just improve well, it. I mean so I got much. I got a better pillow. You got a better pillow. I mean yeah. I did that before Prime Day. Because I can't Day. sleep. I did that before Prime Day. I actually had to pull some stuffing out of my pillow and then I showed Jason. I was like, hey, I've got this gallon bag of like 
uh, of of fucking pillow stuffing. Just put your hand in there. Just a random act because this is what we do when we hang out. And, and I, uh, I, I got I put, my I got myself some dad shoes. I I put my hand in this bag, and I just immediately went, "Oh, oh, oh, oh! You could you could jack off with this bag." <laughs> Oh, it's, right. It's super soft. <laughs> it's super soft. Like, it's it's one of those memory foam pillows that, you know, has the bits of memory foam instead of it being solid. Right. Shredded memory foam. That's what I got in mind. Yeah. But this is shredded, like, into small little cubes. And and, there, and in between all of that is kind of like a down, uh, like a... a yes. Yeah. Like a down fluff. And it's it. it's really soft. That's what I got. It's super duper soft. Um, this is the one thing I didn't, I wasn't cheap on. I spent on sale sixty dollars on this stupid pillow. What was the brand? Just, just so you, just, just. I, I'm curious now if you've got the same pillow. Uh, I'm looking at it. Shredded memory foam pillow. What is this called? Uh, I'm, I am super. Uh, yeah. Now I'm looking it up, but basically. Things like this make us excited on Prime Day, and then fucking, I'm like, okay. Q-Tool? I don't, maybe that's the seller? Uh, you, yeah, no. Looks like this. It's not the same one. Um, mine is, you gotta scroll past all of the other shit that it's I bought. It's got that shit in it. Oh, no, it's not the same thing. Mine is a dreamy blue. Premium pillow. Yeah. Dreamy blue. It was it's a, fucking. It's got that quilted bamboo shit on the outside. So it's a little bit more breathable. Yeah. But... Mine was 35 bucks. And yeah. I thought that was expensive. But. This was $59. <laughs> going back to the coincidence you say mm-hmm. isn't really a coincidence. Well, yeah. On Prime. I had told Crystal before that I needed either. To keep an eye out in the stores she frequents, because she frequents those resale stores. Right. Keep an eye out for a gigabit or a, a EVGA ATX board, because that's what I need. Uh-huh. Because I know that will fit my case profile, because well, that's what's in there now. Most of most of the uh, ATX cases are... It, you yeah, had an ATX board, so it was it'd have been fine if you got anything. But yeah, but EVGA and Gigabit, I know those brands well. Okay, but. okay, I, I did get something fun for myself. I got my fun. I got some peanut butter keto cookies. Peanut, peanut butter, butter keto cookies. They're made out of almond flour. Okay, I mean, and, that's... and they're like not even net carbs. They're like two carbs per serving. I'm I'm not nice. On, I'm not on keto at the moment. I need these to get are, back. These but... things are worth thirteen dollars for a pack of three. Holy ball sacks, dude! Just and it's like the ones, make your own. And it was they taste similar to the ones that. So Jessa bought me these ones that were like birthday cake flavored. Uh huh. That were something similar. The texture of the ones she bought me were actually better, but they were so filling and so thick. So they're like, man, it's like full, full fat butter, and a couple of other things. Like they're really nutrient dense. So it's almost like a fat bomb cookie, but okay. it's like super thick and or, super good. Or you make your own. Or maybe, but I don't know that I can bake like that. 
um, I, there was a uh, there was a kind of cookie that basically uses like nuts and uh, and uh, like unsweetened coconut flakes and you know and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, this like, is just like co- uh, coconut powder, coconut flour, and almond flour. Right. I, I was like, I, these are the things. The only thing about me is trying to find unsweetened coconut flakes. I'd have to order it online because apparently. You can't find that shit around here. And then I got, <clears throat> so my dad had yeah. some toe shoes and I asked him, what brand are those? <laughs> toe shoes? Yeah. Like, not like, like they're, that See, look like socks. Okay. See, when you say toe shoes, I'm thinking like those shoes that runners have that are like, they look like. If you remember those. Sep- your toes are separated. Yeah. But, it's some of those. It's some of, it's, it, you, you literally have those. That's what I'm waiting on. But, oh, but it doesn't actually look like a foot with separated toes? So, sort of. They're, uh... You've got a picture, barefoot I'm shoes. Sure. You get a picture? I'm trying to find them. Come on. It's like your order history. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> they don't have the... They don't look like toe shoes, but they're toe shoes. They're, uh... You have... You have to be kidding me. <laughs> We didn't get anything super duper fun. It was just like the stuff that we wouldn't well, normally buy otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, my, my shoes are dying because I'm actually walking. Um, so I had to get shoes and I didn't want it. So normally I'm a child of the 90s. I mean, I always get Vans like 100% of the time, but I did not want to drop $80 on a pair of Vans right now. Skechers. Yes. I'm fuck Skechers. Not a Skechers guy. Okay. It's all that fits my feet. So, yeah, I just, I don't wear Skechers, but no, I do. I mean, at least I'm not a New Balance guy. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, my buddy, my band buddy was teasing me about that. Did you get some New Balance? It's like, no, I got some Awayas. <laughs> my dad was wearing them, so I asked him what he was wearing. He's like, they're real comfortable for me going up and down ladders. I was like, okay, well, then maybe they'll be comfortable while I'm walking the dog. Right. Maybe. Well, and, that, and for me, just quality of life improvement. Dude, that power washer. I told you about yeah, last week. Still going on about the power washer. He's like, "Oh my god, I love my power washer." When you're done um, playing with it, I need to clean my brick. I did the. You want to borrow all of our Prime Day deals? Is what it is. Yeah, freaking like you. Know, I, I did. You the want entire my data back? North side of the house. Yeah, the siding on that side. Yeah. In three hours, I'm out. Of, I'm out of disposable funds. Just like I was telling you guys this morning. So I played VR last night playing the game I'll talk about here in a minute and uh, broke the nose pad on my glasses because I was really getting into it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that's what happened to the glasses. So, so okay. this morning I went up, there's a place here called Empire Optical and they fix your glasses for free. It's where I've been going since I was a little kid. Uh-huh. And uh, so I went up there and I was like, you know what? I need to get new glasses. I'm actually wearing my backup pair for the last two years that were, it was a standard prescription. So this isn't even the right prescription for me. Okay. So I went up there with the intent of relensing these, and they used to do it same day. Apparently, they don't do same day. I have to order them. So they got my measurements and did this. Got I got blue light blockers, right? Because and antique glare for these, and then I got another pair of frames. And so the total that it came up to with relensing these new pair of frames, and I didn't get the expensive frames. I was going to go Ray Ban, and I was like, no, I'm not going to do Ray Ban. I'm going to go with a regular pair of frames. I don't like those. But 
so I got another pair of black frames, right? But they're also sunglasses. Now that deal by itself without the lenses was $150, right? And then I've got insurance that covers the cost of a lot of stuff. So my total at that point was $950. I was like, fuck, I don't want to spend all my free money. And I was like, all right, so what's it with insurance? Can you whittle it down a little bit? And so they whittled it down with the insurance and everything. And so it brought it down to $500. My, my prescription is very expensive. Well, so because it's not a standard prescription, I have really bad astigmatism. I'm like <coughs> nearly clinic. I'm so on the edge of clinically blind with my astigmatism. It's not even funny. So they, it's like you have to get it a special lens. Otherwise, I'm wearing motherfucking Coke bottles. And these, like, droop and fall, and they're heavy, and they suck. So mm. I have to get a special material for them. Well, you could just put them in goggles and just wear that all I the time. I don't want to look like fucking bubbles. <laughs> um, so that, like, wiped out all my spare money. Because it's still $500, right? Like, I yeah, I was going to pay a lot on the credit card, and I was like, fuck. Nope, nope. I, I guess That's I'm getting glasses. That's the way this shit goes, man. So, and then I just spent money on the Steam sale last night. I just dropped the... Drop the the other shoe drop. Let the other shoe drop. Mm-hmm. And I do own some other games. Oh, and I yeah? have tried all of them. I have. I picked up. I picked up four games myself, and I've tried one of them. What did you pick up? Um, I picked up Brigador. I picked That's up good. Uh, Tainted Grail. That's good. I picked up uh, Outward. That's good. And I picked up uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. It is good. It's probably still overpriced. It probably, but I didn't. I, mean, that's, I didn't that's, give it a chance. And he never gave it a chance because his Xbox blew up, died. Yep. So I'll tell you what I picked up. I'm going to talk about because I wavered back and forth with a lot of VR stuff, and I was like, I'm only going to pick up a couple of VR games. So I want to see if I'm back in the mood for VR before I drop fifty, sixty bucks on VR, right? And so I picked up Thumper because. My PlayStation, I got to get a new PlayStation camera, and Thumper was only five ninety nine. Oh well, yeah. And mm. immediately after playing it on PC versus PlayStation, it's just so fucking crisp. Oh yeah, and it's it's good. It's really good. I mean, yeah. and I never beat it, so it's like I I played it for like a solid hour and a half today, just grooving to that game because it's so cool, and uh, I will complete that. I, I really fucking love Thumper. And then I went ahead, so I pieced all this out. I was like, okay, Thumper, I'm digging VR again. Everything's working right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick up Fallout 4 VR because I'm going to mod the shit out of it and play it. Of course you are. But it's like a full-length game, you know what I mean? Like, it's a full-length RPG. It's just my PC wasn't good enough to handle it last time. So now I finally have the PC build that will handle that game because it is super intensive on VR. Because it's the same game, but just in VR and render twice. Um, okay. Then, um, I got a, uh, little game I want to talk about for just a minute called Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That game is solid. I had to, I wanted to make sure I at least showed you guys because I'm very impressed with the game. I'm having a lot of fun with it, but it is a, it is a fairly intense workout for me. So I, I played it too long yesterday and fell asleep with noodle arms. <laughs> and then today, um, I loaded it up again this morning. I was like, that was a pretty decent like workout. It's raining outside. It's like, I'm going to play some more Ragnarok. So I played it for another 45 minutes and got through another chunk of songs. I've only played all the songs like maybe once. I was like, this is really fun. And what Ragnarok is, is it's Viking metal. So sometimes with vocals, sometimes without. 
um, I guess two bands that fit to the theme that are have songs on here is Ailstorm and Gloryhammer. If that gives you any idea. So it's like either kind of Celtic, piratey, or um, very eighties man of war type. Yeah, yeah, type stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, but fits the Viking theme really well. And what you do is you got four drums in front of you, so like four toms, and then it has kind of like Guitar Hero, right? It's got these things coming at you, and you hit the right drum with that. And if you hit it on time, it gives you bonus, and that bonus lets you combo if you get hit a lot of perfect hits in a row, and that makes your ship go faster. So you're on a long ship with Vikings in the ship, and the purpose of the game is for you to race other people's score and then you put the ghost ship on there so i was telling rusty so if he was playing it i could race his ghost ship with my ship on the songs so the better you do and the better you combo the faster your ship goes um so like as you're getting perfects you got two gongs on either side of you a gong on the right gong on the left and then jason discovered some settings i didn't even know were there for adjusting the height and depth and where your gongs are and all that other shit for your drums which is actually pretty fucking cool so you can set your kit up essentially it's a, you know it's a fairly basic kit. It's four drums and basically two cymbals, um, right? But um, it's a little bit different than playing Beat Saber. You're pounding drums. It gives you some haptic feedback when you hit the drums. You can hear the note the drums making when you hit it, and I think it helps to turn up your sub to to hear your hits and get you in that pocket to start drumming. Yes, and it feels it's not perfect, but it feels pretty good. And it's, I really like the music and I really like, I was get I've been getting into it. Like I've I mean, either stood it's, up it's right or, there. or sat down and drummed and both times had a blast doing it. It's, and it's different enough from Beat Saber. It just fits kind of the same. It's a, it's a rhythm music game. Like Beat Saber is it's just Beat Saber swords and this is drums and it plays out differently, but kind of has a similar kind of combo to it. I'd have to adjust my grip because I'm so used to the weird claw grip for the beats. Yeah, you can't play drums and claw grip. I mean, you can. If you want to look ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) T-Rex this whole thing. (laughs) I kind of feel like I hold the damn thing like a Um, (laughs) T-Rex. T-Rex drum line. Well, like, you know, when when you're drumming with sticks, you let it. Not you, you. You let it bounce in your hand. Yes, right? you normally get a good bounce. Like, and you absolutely have to wear the straps because it's been a couple times I've lost the stick, so to speak. Right. But it's because I hold it kind of loose in my hands while I'm doing because it. Because you're used to it, letting it, you know, let, loose. Yeah, and the the difference between this and playing drums is drums has knockback. Right. You hit a you hit a drum head, it pops back up. Right. You got to raise your mallet back up, but then it feels like you're playing drums with mallets, which. But still, mallets still bounce. Yeah, the mallets would still bounce. It's kind of a weird thing because there's, you know, when I was, uh, we did play a few, a few songs just before, so I could get an uh, get an idea. And if you basically instead of doing full on hits, you can just tap, and and it still will, you know, register as a full hit. Which, but I was, like I said, I was kind of getting into it. And so I was like doing the kind of like movements I would do if I was drumming. Right. Which is big hits because I, even though I can do a four, four and a six, four, I fucking destroy the heads on a drum set. And I, and it's, I like to drum loud, loud as fuck. No nuance. I'm not a good drummer. So I'm loud. So, uh, and and just because 
I, I have a thing with uh, with rhythm games. Now, I couldn't get into Guitar Hero because my hands don't do fret. You know, I, I can't do guitars because my hands just cramp up. Um, so, uh, I assume that somebody, if this game gets popular enough, will set up a set of four drums oh, yeah. at the right distance. Oh, yeah. And hook these up to sticks or hook the motion sensors up to sticks and just start playing. So so if there was a way to mod this game in, in a way to use the old Rock Band 2 drum set, which is a forehead, you know, plastic drum set. Well, you know, Oculus Quest will do track hand movements. So couldn't somebody mod it to track stick movements? I mean, you could probably do that. But, I mean, there's there's a number of different things that you could do. When I was playing Rock Band 2, I would primarily play the drums. And he did. And I went and modified the plastic ass fucking, you know, drum heads that you, you know, that you get for, you know, for the game because they were terrible. They would like, there was no bounce back and it would have this really weird fucking like plasticky tap. To yeah, it. so you just add like rubber to the drum. Like there was a uh, there was a uh, a thing that you could buy through. I think I bought it through eBay of somebody that made uh, like a rubber. a foam you know a foam pad that you could stick right to the fucking plastic heads, and the the foam pad provided good transfer for uh you know for a stick hit, but it also provided the much needed bounce back that, you know, that you absolutely need in a drumstick. Uh, and when I put those on, it immediately tra- uh, made me go from like the, you know, the hard setting to the, you know, the, you know, expert setting because I had good bounce back and good rhythm that I could go before, you know, between, uh, you know, between the drum heads, and I was like, "This is this is what I needed. This is the kind of feedback that I needed." If I was younger, and had been, you know, if I was younger, I probably would have actually ended up as a drummer, you know, in a band. I'm pretty sure of it. Because I'm too late I, to start. Well, get an electric kit. I could, but I would have to have something very similar to that, something that has good feedback to it and a and good bounce. My buddy that's a professional drummer has actually switched to an electric kit for recording reasons. And well, I also am in a, you know... He can practice without driving his wife nuts, too. The other thing is, is um, to be a good drummer, you need to have good hand and foot coordination. And you're missing the foot part right I'm now. Re- I'm missing the foot part hard. <laughs> well, I got I, the I, good I, hand I part. Can't, I can't. I can. <clears throat> I can slow double bass without paying attention to my hands, or I can do hands and regular rock beats with the bass drum. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I couldn't do like the double kicks or anything like that. There, there's there's a couple things that I would need to actually work on, and I knew uh, know that. But uh, what what makes Ragnarok, you know, interesting is that it doesn't have any. Of it's that. all. It's just your hands. It's, it's just. It's just hands. It's just mallets. And I'm like, okay. And but there's fills too. And that was even on the easy setting. There's little fills. Right. I, and it, and I, it feels good. Yes, it did. Uh, and I actually picked those up fairly quickly. Didn't I was I? actually surprised. So Rusty, I know he's Rusty's better at rhythm games than me and Jason. 
So me and yeah. Jason played about like I did the first time, which was like eh, about 75% getting through the easy. Yeah. And Rusty like picked up to what, it like a fish in water. Once I had the drums adjusted, the the first couple tries went pretty rough until I adjusted I, the drums. I've played it standing and I've played it sitting. I tend to, now that I know that there's more adjustments to the drums, I think I can play it better sitting. But I was more comfortable sitting because I was used to where stuff was supposed to be. Because, you know, when you're playing drums, you don't necessarily yeah, look stool. at every drum. Right. You just kind of tilt your stool when you need to go to the side or the, you know, the left or the right, right or whatever, right? And that's what I was used to. But usually your drum heads are a little bit higher, right? So at an you're, angle. You're, yeah, you're sometimes at an angle or some people slouch. I, I like to keep it at an angle and a little bit away from my legs. Right. So I tend to sit back with, you can't, this is not, it's an auditory podcast, but I sit back <laughs> in my seat. And then I keep my arms kind of just below my nipples is about where my arms are at, right? Yeah. Because that doesn't interfere with my feet. And I think that's the easiest way I can say it because it's about just right underneath your pecs, right? And that's a good spot for me, but I was playing it too low, and so I, was, I kept it in my knees. Yeah, I kept it in your knees. So, now, if, <laughs> but um, If you had to do anything with your feet in this game, you'd be fucked. <laughs> but the songs are fun. I like the music. Um, you, there's some really good rhythms in there. They, it's not all just fills, but there's a lot of fills in between. There's some like Celtic drumming in there too. You didn't get to that song, but there's one that's kind of got a dun dun da dun dun da 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 dun da dun dun da dun. I've like, got to play this. Yeah, so there's some stuff like that in there too that has like that Celtic kind of you know the mono drum thing that the Celts use, right? Um, kind of stuff in there too. And there's some really good groove in there. I just they pick some really good songs and some really fun songs, and I can only imagine when it gets to the expert level, like how fun it's going to be. But it's a workout. It's a really good calisthenic workout, and I really and like my arms were sore this morning playing it because uh, I, like I said, and it was only about forty-five minutes, but it's forty-five minutes of constant movement. You know what I mean? Right. And it's it's a lot more up and down. Like if if you compare it to a thing like Beat Saber, uh, and I'm not great at Beat Saber, but I'm. You're better than ninety percent of everybody who plays Beat Saber. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at Beat Saber. Um, when I'm playing stuff on Expert, I can play stuff on Expert for about an hour before I get to a point where um, I start missing notes because of fatigue. Uh, and I mean, an hour of Expert what? at like, and, and this is. Some well, some stuff. This is some you know. This is some uh, and some I don't, fast shit. You know. And this is on the normal setting. This is on normal, and I was you know it was more of me getting used to the controls. Uh, like I said, I only played three songs just before the podcast, right? So this is the first first instance I've ever seen of this game of Ragnarok. You know, comparing the two, I'm like, okay, well, this is actually fairly simple. I did not like. I didn't break a sweat. Like there was, th this is normal for me. Um, so I can imagine me picking this up, getting it set right on a couple normal songs and then going straight to the next level because uh, I, I really do like having uh, a good rhythm. Like, you know, it doesn't matter how fast things come at me because I can Sight read a lot of well, the stuff. Well, and the thing about this is, so I was telling you guys, you're playing the backbeat on the earlier stuff, right? On the earlier difficulties. But it still makes sense and the drums are in the right spot. 
right? So right. you're like literally just playing the tom parts, essentially. Yeah. And what it, you can hear the drum when you hit it, and you can hear when you're off. It'll still kind of register, but you won't get the combo. But once you get and you hear the beat, right, and then you're hitting it in tune, and you kind of get in that pocket, that drummer pocket where you get the head bob. Yep. It starts to really make sense, and I like that. And because it's a drums, right? It's something that I, I drums is my favorite instrument other than guitar. Um, so it's to me, it's it's a blast. I 100% recommend Rack and Rock, and I actually already recommended it on our Tilt Cast thing last night. It's it it's actually you know fairly good. Like I, there's some some shit rhythm games that came out, um, but. This one's this one's fun. I, I would recommend it too, and that's coming from somebody that's played our hundreds of hours of Beat Saber. So so moving along, I'll just give a quick couple of shout outs to some stuff I tried. Um, tried Blasphemous. It was eight dollars. Um, Blasphemous is pretty good. I beat the first boss. Is all I did. So I've only played it for about forty minutes or so. I think it's like the quote unquote tutorial boss. Looks amazing. Um, that is one of the best looking pixel art games I've seen. Um, Okay. I, it's uh, kind of like a. It's slower paced than something like Dead Cells. Like Dead Cells is pretty fast, right? It's a side scrolling action game like that. And it's got a lot of Souls mechanics, right? You go to a shrine and then you rest. It turns out that I got like three of those types of games, sort of. So I got Blasphemous. And I got something called Morbid the Seven Ecolites that looks kind of like early Super Nintendo. It's super gory. Um, but it's a isometric kind of like a brawler with some souls mechanics. Okay. So what I mean by brawler is like you can go up and down on the screen, right? There's you got a roll and a dodge, and you've got a um, you've got a stealth ability too. So you can sneak in the grass and then hit with a really large hit <laughs> if you're for behind, and then you can end up doing like massive damage and killing stuff with one shot. But it's also got a shrine mechanic, right? And you got so one-use items, kind of like you do in Souls, etc., right? Um, but looks cool so far. I'm going to play more of that. I got... Um, <laughs> I got Vigil the Longest Night, which out of the Souls-like games is the hardest one so far. Um, I still need to get past the first boss. It looks, it looks amazing. It's a little bit more painted, is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. The, the boss design is really fucking crazy off the wall crazy monster shit it looks cool cool yeah yeah like kind of it's more of that kind of like it looks like the same kind of engine they use as salt and sanctuary just higher res that makes sense yeah um, and but it looks really good like and vigil looks really good fucking play salt and sanctuary again i think it's 4.99 on steam right dude, now, dude if you have not played salt and sanctuary we've fucking recommended almost, this like three times i almost bought it again just because i didn't want to fire up the ps4 Oh, you bought it on PS4. Yeah, I, I don't have it on Steam. Oh, yeah. You should probably pick it up on Steam. That's the whole reason I got... Well, Thumper was because the, the camera was bad. Right. But um, And then the other one that is not a Souls-like that I got was Moestray. That's a puzzle platformer um, where you're... It's a little bit slower-paced, which I like slower-paced platformers. What was that game again? Moestray. Moestray. Semicolon. Astray. It's a kind of weird sci-fi, gory, um, side-scroller type game where you play a little blob and you take over people's minds with this little blob and then you solve puzzles. You're like a weird science experiment. Oh, you're a head crab. 
Got you're, it. You're like a kind of like a head crab, but you're kind of cute. And then everything around you is not cute at all. Like it's, <laughs> it's there's boss fights and the boss fights are interesting because most of the game's a puzzle. And you get to the boss fight and the boss fight's also a puzzle of sorts. So I beat the first boss in most straight a day. And I played it for a straight 90 minutes, you know, because I was trying to try out a bunch of stuff we did the show, right? Yeah. But I couldn't put it down. I was like, oh, fuck, Earl's going to be here. I got to I gotta put this down. The Earl. Yeah, so we saw Earl for a little bit, too. Nice. Which was fun. Yes. Um, Almost done going through this stuff. I did have a couple that are completely different. Um, I got, um, what is that? Well, jeez. Oh, Stirring Abyss. Stirring Abyss. Stirring Abyss is one that's been on my it's wish list forever. It was 50% off, which is the perfect price. It normally sells for about 30 bucks. So it's uh, Stygian Horror in the Deep. So you're actually in underwater um, fighting Cthulhu-style monsters, right? It's a turn-based game kind of like XCOM, but not exactly like XCOM. So you're you got, but it, it really draws influence for it. So, for example, the base is your submarine, and the first thing you do is you pump water out of it. So the first mission is getting back to the submarine, and then and you're in like a big gym suit. You know what I'm talking about? Right. But the older version of it, like the old Bell helmet, uh, deep sea diving helmet, the real big ones. Big round thing with the freaking grated you know, glass in the front. Basically what most people think of as like the first style diving suit. Yeah. So okay. that's what they look like, right? It's kind of, it's in that art style, like early the 1900s. Uh, big daddy suit. Kind of just not quite as bulky. The, the helmet's very similar. Right. So you, every character, so your mission is to save more divers, right? You're figuring out what happened to them, but you're marooned on the bottom of the ocean. And so, and then you're slowly repairing your sub and then you're fighting in turn-based combat, um, Stygian horrors, essentially. And then you've got this whole occult component. So you've got opportunity. It looks like to morph your characters into different things. So like have weird tentacle arms or all sorts of shit like that. You're on, you're in Davy Jones locker. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So <laughs> you are creating like an army of monster men, but you got to balance it with your sanity or something like that. I haven't gotten real far into it, but I've been pretty hooked on what I got so far. Very Lovecraftian. Super low. It's 100% inspired by Lovecraft. It's super occultic, super weird, you know, super deep sea horror kind of shit. Um, super cool. Has a, looks like a, kind of like a cell shaded art style. So it's not pixel graphics or anything like that. It's like fully 3D rendered, but done in a very um, cell shaded way. And it's got a pretty cool story so far. Um, you're like, you got these clues. Your clues are part of your currency for unlocking part of your abilities. And so then you create a custom crew. Well, the crew themselves, you can't customize them, but you can customize the abilities and the way they morph and things like that. Okay. But then the gameplay or the combat is like XCOM. And then you've got another factor, which is you're constantly running out of air when you're underwater. So you have so many turns that you can use before you either have to find an air vent underwater, or you have upgrades to your suits that you can make through crafting. But you scavenge the sea for materials underwater while you're in the mission on top of fighting, but you're on a timer, so to speak. 
Gotcha. So you're so, not fighting on the sub, you're fighting on the seafloor yeah, against yeah. the yeah, bad guys. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, underwater. Gotcha. It's a it's a really interesting take. It's different enough. It pulls from a lot of influence from XCOM, but with Cthulhu. So, and there's supposedly boss battles and a bunch of other shit. So far, and the storytelling is pretty fucking cool. Like, the whole time... I always say I'm not really into horror, but I guess I kind of am when I was looking through my stuff. A lot of the stuff I like is very horror-based. It's horror-adjacent. It's horror-adjacent. I just don't like jump scares, right? I like, I like jump them. Jump scares uh, are cheap, though. I, I mean, like I like monster design, and that's really what it boils down <laughs> to. And it's got cool monster design. Yeah. I, like, I've more... already ran into a couple of fishmen and this guy that had, like, these weird claw, bloody claw arms and stuff like that looked look really gross and cool. I'm more of a... More of a dead space kind of like suspense horror style. Yeah, this is it's just scary adjacent. I don't dead necessarily space, alien isolation. See, I, alien, alien isolation, isolation fucking scary as shit. A, alien isolation's a different kind. So different. Uh, so alien isolation has the same kind of uh, of horror as Outlast does, where you are basically powerless. Yeah, and, and running from and something. you have to run and hide. Yeah. I loved it. Well, I loved it, except for the fact that the alien is way too intelligent um, and almost always will find me. Well, I, I got more horror adjacent stuff. So I've got another Team 17. The, so I've got a lot of Team 17 games in here. Um, the guys that make produce worms. Um, I did get Genesis Alpha 1. I have not played it. It's a weird i got a little bit into it you build a ship and then you supposed to go to planets and fight waves of aliens and then i got um i'll let you guys know what it's like after i play it and then i did rebuy lobotomy corporation because there's been a lot of patches and it was ten dollars and again it's a it's a horror monster simulator okay so that was my buy and that's probably all i can get i really wanted to get budget cuts but i'm not going to spend any more money right now yeah there's, I've got a lot of VR. There's a few games. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm like I almost bought Arizona Sunshine because I don't. I have it on eh. co-op with TJ. Meh, fucking zombies. Uh, <laughs> I need a good. We need to get some kind of co-op VR game. Like when there's a good co-op VR game, that would be cool. Yeah, nobody will play fucking Beat Saber against me. Can I play that over the internet? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, but I would lose horribly. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> well, we can try. We can try. It's not really co-op, but we can compare scores with the uh, Ragnarok. Yes. And and that's another thing I'll, I'll probably it's pick up. asynchronous. So, yeah. I mean, but we need something we can play at the same time. Yeah. Some kind of shooter something. Yeah. The thing is, is I don't like VR shooters at all, really. Um, they some, uh, Something about VR shooters just doesn't. If you find something on the Steam sale that looks really cool for co-op, I'll pick it up. Okay. Well, that's a big problem right now. Is that is finding no VR co-op. Well, that's even worse because there's not very many good VR games. You can always do Carnage Chronicles. <sighs> Actual dungeon crawl. My stomach turned just then. Just then. That's a good game. It Yes, but I've never felt worse about a, a game than after playing Carnage Chronicles. It might have been the the 
migraine that I was brewing at the time, but it <laughs> it triggered something in my head. That that has a way of and that's the one reason why I didn't finish Alien Isolation was there there is stuff with the lighting uh that just kind of triggered me, but I did play most of it. Yeah, I'm I'm uh yeah, I I don't know. There's needs to be some good uh some good VR games and you know, there needs to be good co-op games. There needs to be good games. We need games, please. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's why I'm just like diving back into VR cuz I've got good VR shit. I'm I I just want some some good fucking games to play. Um <clears throat> I mean, you you were playing a little bit more of Red Solstice, and I was looking to see because technically that is a co-op game, but the uh, the stuff with Red Solstice Two, uh, you don't get personal progression if you join somebody else's game. No, you just take whatever you got with you, right? And yeah. that kind of sucks because that means you have to play the single player game, you know, to keep up with your game, which you're progressing and I'm not progressing. And it is a weird setup. Um, I still like that game. I, with a lot of random shit going on this week. So I went over to John's last night and I haven't had long play session with anything. I haven't played it for a real long time, but I plan on playing more of it. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good game so far. It's real time. Did I talk about it last week? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's real time strategy, um, wave based, um, almost like a twin stick shooter. Only it has like abilities. I'll explain it. So, and then we can jump to break. So basically, here's what Red Sol. I I wasn't regular Red Solstice is okay, but not that great. I'll just be honest with you. I beat it. It's not great, but it's okay. They did a lot of improvements on it. So the way that it plays out is you have a squad, and you have a wave timer on the top of your bar, which is the wave of enemies. And it progressively gets harder. And you pick up items, so like it might be explosive shells or it might be grenades or whatever. Then you got special abilities. And you play it like StarCraft in RTS mode. So if you remember StarCraft 2 when you'd have missions where you had just a handful of dudes. And you go through, right? And they, they auto-attack, right? So you kind of move them to progressively more defensible positions. And then you use their abilities to kind of help continue to clear shit, right? It feels like that. Um, but you're, so you auto shoot when you put yourself on overwatch, right? And it just attacks whatever the nearest target is, but then you can manual aim too. So you click caps lock and then you can focus fire down like bigger enemies or whatever, or switch to your secondary weapon, which is usually a more powerful gun and use those abilities towards the harder enemies or prioritize targets. Right. You can also in slow-mo, it's not true pause. You click alt and then you can put your guys in different spots. So like your sniper does better in cover positions. So I'll put him in cover or put him by a window or something like that. It's another cool thing. Like the buildings have windows and you'll fire through the windows and then enemies will pour through the windows and you have ways of barricading windows and doors and stuff like that, which is kind of neat. Sweet. Um, but it does get progressively harder as the longer you stay in the mission. And so it'll have a main mission and then it'll have secondary missions. And the secondary missions make you stay in there longer, which means more hordes. And the hordes get progressively harder. And they're these weird aliens, kind of zombie-ish, but not quite. Thank it's, you. But they're 
more alien than zombie. It's just they kind of like work like zombies. Like they have kind of the, but you know, there's like these dog things that are like invisible that get close to you. Then you have kind of like shamblers and then you have like real big dudes that like are super armored that are hard to take down. And then guys that are, have these huge claws that attack in huge swipes. So like it just, but they throw a lot at you like towards the later waves. There's a shitload going on. And you really have to prioritize what you're using, what abilities you're using, what enemies you're taking down, and where you're going. Because there's a lot of times you're constantly going through ammo, and like you have to make the choice. Am I going to go search this building for ammo? Am I going to drop a gun turret down here and defend this position for a minute? If I go in the building, it's going to be really hard to get out because everything's going to funnel in. Because as you're moving down a street, you've got them all strung in a real long line that are starting to pile up. And you can kind of manage it, even though you're walking and shooting, walking and shooting. And then when you get to a stationary spot, then it all converges on you from all sides and it starts to get crazy. So you start dropping like mines and all sorts of shit. And every time that you're slow and you slow down is when you got to like start hitting all of your specials and everything else as everything starts to pile in on you. And it gets nuts, um, but it's a fun nuts. Yeah. But it's, you pull out your flamethrower and you're good, you go to town. But you, there is friendly fire, so I could accidentally light my guys on fire. So you need to kind of put them in positions where they're not going to be in the path of the flamethrower. Some so, bitch, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you like you've got all sorts of different explosive ordnance. You've got airstrikes. You've got you know turrets, explosive turrets, um, energy weapons. Like, and then the building, the part that people are comparing to XCOM is the fact that you go back and you build kind of like a base. Although it's not quite the same, um, you're building upgrades. So, you, like right now, I'm focused on alien containment. So I've got to drop these traps to start learning more about the enemies. And as I learn more about the enemies, I'll unlock different skill points for my characters, my both my team and for me. And I'll unlock more damage on those types of aliens that I capture. So XCOM. So it's kind of got an XCOM, but it's not quite XCOM. It's just it's got it borrows from XCOM, right? But enough that it's not XCOM. And it's it's really fast paced. Like there's nothing slow about this game. Um, it's just intense the whole way. It looks like a sci-fi, you know, sci-fi version of Gauntlet at some points. Yeah, um, there's been some really cool streams that I've watched of people playing this game on the really hard difficulties, and just like, oh man, that's that's a lot going on there. Uh, you know, but uh, Red Solstice Two was a decent find. I I I like it a lot so far. Just haven't finished. Anyways, why don't we take a break? We got to kick Jason into gear because he's about to snore on us. All right, we'll be back. Not snore, but I do need to get up and walk around. All right, we'll be right back. back and to get jason walking around a little bit and then he went right, right back to sleep again he was snoring just before he hit the button <laughs> fuck you hi <laughs> uh, uh these fucking day walkers i'll tell you <laughs> hey i'm double day walker because i left your apartment at like 1 30 last night yes and then got up at seven thirty this morning. I was showing for a you basketball game. I was showing you Lost Ark, and you're like, "You were 
Oh, that looked amazing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's uh, I, so I learned a little bit more about Lost Ark, you know, since last time. Might as well talk about it. It's um, it, it is an ARPG, but it's also an MMO. Isn't it free to play? It is free to play, and it is a game that has been pl- uh, been out for two years in Korea. It's just now coming to the West. And apparently it's got some really grindy stuff and something that, you know, some things in it that need to be, finger quotes, westernized. It's literally about to say that. Um, the, uh, but the thing about, uh, about this is that it looks about as MMO as, uh, as, uh, say, Path of Exile is an MMO. That's does fair. That, does that make sense? So it it's optional very, play with others. It, it's very like it has bosses and it has mechanics for those bosses, um, and in that way, it's it's more technical than Path of Exile because you can kind of face roll most of the stuff, and you know, unless it's like really high content. Um, but uh, what Lost Ark looks like is it looks like it has. Uh, a bit more nuance to the combat than, say, a Path of Exile ham fist fucking like everything on the screen. Um, because it has, uh, like a combo, you know, you know, some of the weapon uh, attacks are like a combo system, and you get bonus damage for hitting things in the head and th- hitting things from behind and, and stuff like that. So, positioning matters and stuff like Is that. Is it the so. same? Is it the profile is not the right word? Is it the same view as a Path of Exile? Yeah, it's an isometric, you know, ARPG. Huh? How do you get a headshot? Some of the fucking enemies, like the you know the big enemies, you, I mean, they're they're big. Fucking a dragon takes up half the screen. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, you know, so uh, so you would be able to, you know, move around the you know the enemy. Of course, it's going to be twisting around and doing all kinds of shit, but. You know, one of the classes look like fucking Hammer Bros from uh, from Monster Hunter, yep. and it had the full like first hit, second hit, third hit, and then it fucking like wound up for a big fucking you know you know major hit at the end. A lot of the weapon, you know, like the first tier of weapons looks a lot like they pulled it directly from Monster Hunter. And then it kind of branches off from there and becomes a little but more fanta- uh, fantastic. AOE attacks are fucking amazing. They're, they're pretty. Like they're they're eye candy. So it's a really pretty ARPG, is what you're saying? Yes. And yeah. it, it looks. It's supposedly coming out in December, right? Is it's supposed to be coming out in December for uh, for the West? If they do some Westernization to it, I guess they're they're trying to uh, to balance out some of the grindiness. But they want to keep the core of the game the same. If it feels pay to win, that's why I'm cautiously. I don't think it's pay to win. If it feels predatory in its microtransactions, I'm going to be kind of not for it. In the same way that Path of Exile is not path uh, predatory, um, Path of Exile is basically you could you know go the entire game from start to finish without paying a, a dime for you know for anything outside of. The some extra, nice to have stuff like, like extra the, storage like the bank space stuff i mean i can i can see that as being fairly useful 
if it's useful, I would spend thirty dollars on a free to play game, right? But not on anything that's going to spend subscription, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's it, for uh, for microtransactions. I'm I'm okay with things that are quality of life, you know, upgrades. Like you could get, you know, you could go, you know, from point A to point B on a bicycle, but you spend more for a car. You but know? if it does anything like you've got a crafter for your group, right? But you can spend money to up his crafting level, then you're put in a position where if you want to stay competitive, you've got to have somebody that pays money for that crafting ability or something like that. Right. And it's it's a little that's a little different. And if it's more on the lines of like Warframe where you're buying extra slots for mechs, which Warframe was decent. I know you spent a shitload of money on it, but like I think I spent about sixty dollars on Warframe. Well, Warframe was uh, the the draw for me buying a bunch of platinum and, and Warframe was um, <clears throat> uh, there's uh, other things that you could spend the platinum on. And uh, the big draw for Warframe was convenience in time because you could speed things up when you build a weapon for instance it normally takes like a day or two days or fucking five days or whatever uh whereas you could speed up the you know the build of that with you know by using real money currency uh so well, it was I, more convenient i do like that free-to-play games in, in a way over the last several years have went from like trash games to being major games yeah it's i mean i know a lot of them are competitive i'm not into the competitive side of stuff right like but co-op games like Warframe wasn't competitive. It was pure, essentially, you know, it's kind of like an ARPG. It, it kind of is. It's just a, a over-the-shoulder third-person Yeah, but the same style. concept, basically. Yeah. And for those types Basically's. of games, like Path of Exile does a fairly good job, right? Like, I've, I haven't gotten to the very end game on that, but I've played a decent amount of Path of Exile, and it's a quality game that doesn't feel like a free game. Because, well, I mean, it's not really free, but I've never spent any money on Path of Exile. It's, you, you can go the entire, uh, from start to finish in the story with ever, without ever actually, you know, touching the cash shop for Path of Exile easily. Uh, it's just when you start getting into the end game grind of uh, Path of Exile and trying to uh, amass a bunch of fucking currency and, uh, and a bunch of that stuff, that's when it starts to get a little crazy. Just to... My you know, gamer ADD doesn't let me hyper-focus on a game hard enough to want to do that. Right. You know, Which, for, for me, makes me not a whale. I'm, I'm like a seal. You're, you're a seal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. Um. So, you know. So, but I, I, I keep I it have, speedy and light. I, I have high I hopes for the... go through the water like a hairless swimmer. <laughs> right. I uh, I have high hopes for uh, for Lost Ark. I I really need another ARPG in my life, and I think that that one looks like there's a bunch of you know different classes that you can play, and each one of those look really good. I'll give it a shot, but I'm not going to do the early access bullshit. I'm going to wait till it's full release. I'm going to wait until you know. I'm there's people who if you want to play it right now. You could get a VPN, go into like the the Korea you know uh, Korea server VPN, and because it is IP locked, 
uh, and uh, you can download the client and there is a translator that's basically like broken English. Uh, but if you're not really interested in the story and you just want to you know, test out the gameplay, you could do that technically. And there are YouTube channels that will tell you how to do it. Um, but I'm just going to wait for it to, you know, to come out in the, in the West here and see what it's like. The, well, uh, I was going to say for like early access, I've been the only thing really early access that I've been playing as I played Ragnarok, but it's a feature complete game. Right. And then last, the last spell, is also feature complete. So, so, like those two games are the closest I'm going to do it for early access right now. Early access isn't it's it's not terrible. You just need to know what you're getting into, you know. And there's been some gems that have been from you know in early access that just you know surprised us. Fucking Subnautica turned into a really good game. Fucking uh, uh, Starbound turned into a really good game. Starbound got infinitely better after yeah. it was done with early access because right. it was literally the base mechanics <clears throat> with none of the story, and the story actually fleshes it out and gives you purpose for what you're doing. Right. So, I mean, it was very much the same for Subnautica, you know? So, you know, you know what you are getting yourself into when you pick up early access. You just see something get better and better as it goes along. But that being said, me and Rusty decided that well, I decided I want to play more than Vermintide, and then Rusty picked up Fallout 76 and installed it and didn't play it. Nope. And then he's like, hey, can we play ESO? It's like, okay. I so And then I we were looking into the what we were going to buy with it, right? And he's like, oh, I should get Blackreach. It's like, no, just like get the base game and like the... The monthly sub actually unlocks like all the content, right? Which and is hours and hours and hours. And, and if hours I play it for three months, that's fine. Yeah. So I, me and him both basically did that. I still had my sub from last year or my uh, base game from last year, and then the prior year, and then yours was like way out of date. So you had to buy. You had your investment was thirty bucks, right? Yeah, I had to. Uh, I had to buy the base game, which was twenty bucks, and. Uh, and then, of course, the Steam sale knocks it down 66%. Go figure. Um, so it's like nine bucks on fucking Steam right now. Um, but this uh, <laughs> is just the way this shit goes, right? Um, but I've had uh, spent 20 bucks for the, the standard edition because I was able to retrieve my account, which was. So, so we but we made accounts back in the beta of ESO 2013 2013 and I was able to retrieve my beta account um but my beta account had a version of the game that wasn't compatible with the standard standard edition it was only the base game nothing else and uh, I needed to have the standard edition, which included some of the other stuff. So I had to spend the extra 20 bucks for it. Uh, and then I got ESO plus. So it was like 35 bucks. Um, but there's a fuckload of content that you're getting with it. And I'm actually having basically mindless fun. Like the quests are fun. Right. right. And I feel like the combat's decent. It's way better than most MMO combat, in my opinion. And I do like the multi-class system. I know that it, forces you really to kind of look into what builds are like but i went necro again and you went warden i i started off warden 
And I'm probably going to still maybe level a warden. But you went sorcerer, right? I went sorcerer. Uh, I didn't get the right class for Necromancer, so I got Breton, which Breton has magic bonuses. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be like uh, fucking you, because you're using a stamina necromancer, so you probably would have gone orc. orc. Orc is what I should have gone, but I'm not playing this seriously enough that it's really going to matter that much because that's just it's a small percentage, right? Like if I was competing is the wrong word, but doing world first shit like I was in Warcraft, then that would matter. But right now, it's it, for- it's it's fine. And so, and then I decided that I wanted to do stamina necromancer because I wanted to use weapons. And then I decided I really liked it. So, Stamina Necromancer is a melee magic class, if that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. I, I am a magic magic class. Yeah, you're a magic magic, and I'm a melee magic class. And the I use a bow, and then two swords, daggers, or axes, or whatever. I just dual wield, and get dual wield abilities, plus magic abilities that all pull from my stamina pool. And I have just stacking the shit out of stamina right now. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's lo- a different thing. It's just active combat. That's the thing I didn't want to do is with an MMO, like there's a lot of MMOs, right? Like positioning's important, right? But you're hitting buttons to do abilities. Um, there is no melee ability. There's like an auto attack usually that's happening all the time. So mm-hmm. like it's not a really active pressing of buttons, essentially the way that you want to. And it's also optimized for a controller, which after a long day of using my mouse and keyboard, I do like to use a controller and it's works really well with a controller. Yeah. I, 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 I wish I could actually get you to play final fantasy 14. I mean, <clears throat> I like the truly light, honestly, I like the light and heavy attack versions of the weaving in between your abilities and stuff mm, like that. I guess it, it's... I like having to dodge. Okay. I, all right. I, can, I, I, I want can... active combat. Okay. It, it's all right. It's and a I different barely, take on combat. I barely like Final Fantasy, so I like the standard games, but there's a lot about Final Fantasy as too anime for me anyway. Mm. And then the, the uh, crafting this... on that is stupid grindy. The story in Final Fantasy XIV is so fucking good, though. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna recite "Blast Me" right now and get it out of the way. I feel like the story is subpar in every Final Fantasy game. It's not on a level that intrigues me enough to follow it that deeply. See, there's my blasphemy for the day. Ouch! I feel hurt now. I, I, I. Okay, I, I, uh, it's I'm, never intrigued I, me, especially like the latest one. I like the combat. Okay, but the story of the prince on the road trip thing is just that one was a little mad. hard to get into, uh, just because it was like, why are and you ten sending... with the weird soccer player bullshit? And well, it was. And I lost track of the story at a certain point. You lost track of the story of ten. What the fuck? Because I got bored. Okay, yeah, you suck, and I can't talk to you I anymore. Like, I like We're just going to walk away now. I like Tolkien. It's, uh, I don't I know, I like man. Salvador. I mean, I'm just not real big into the, it's, there's either, I don't know what it is, but I just, it's, I just can't get into it. So, so it's the, the comparison to me that, you know, that I can give a, you. Final Fantasy me, is always a coming of age story and I never relate to it. It's not that though. That's, that, that is, that's the thing. 
with um with and I always thought the Moogles were dumb. The the Moogles are dumb, but they're supposed to be the comic relief, right? So that's that's the idea. All right. My defense of Final Fantasy fourteen and uh, and the story for Final Fantasy fourteen is uh is this. When you are playing any other Final Fantasy game, the story is happening to you. With Final Fantasy fourteen, you're part of that story. Isn't that the so, same with a lot of MMOs? So no, but in a way, you are the story. That's the thing is, you know, for Final and Fantasy and how 14, are you the story? So you're a part of a bigger story. You are uh, you what you're going through and the things that are happening around you are direct results of what you do. Like the the story pushes you in a direction. It tells you to do things. But, you know, but in uh, in a way, you are the centralized portion of the story. You are the uh the center of that story and everything else is happening if we get if we get a four or five month stint i may give it a shot of nothing coming out i may give it a shot right now eso scratching enough itch with it feeling enough like skyrim right with both combat and questing right and i do like the big chapter quest stuff for each area it's after we figured it out like there are some things that are hinky about it right with all the other quests like basically taking you all over the globe, but when you follow the chapter guide for each area, that makes a decent amount of sense. Yeah. Like I cleared, I cleared the area that I was in uh, this morning. So. Yeah, I I cleared the you know so back to ESO, uh, I cleared the the first area that I was in, did the prologue thing uh, or the main story where you're supposed to start. Um, oh, and in the dungeon. Yeah, you know, Molag balls. Right, I uh, I did that. That's the part that I remembered from the, uh, from, the uh, beta. from the beta. Did you get like randomly captured? So you're supposed to meet somebody, and then somebody killed you. Yes, I thought that was pretty cool. Yes, yeah, uh, you go there. Uh, you go and you get sacrificed. And, and the dude, you know, the dude's just hunched over on a fucking like bed or something like that. You talk to him, and he's like, he's fucking like got a gag on. And he's like trying to get you the fuck, you know, to turn around. And he's like, "What the fuck?" And all of a sudden, somebody comes up, knocks you upside the head, and takes you to the sacrificial uh, fucking altar, and you get like stabbed in the chest and shit. It's, I feel like the quest, the quest in that are not like they weave in enough story where stuff. And I like the way that the world changes as you go through the story. Yeah, it it the, does have a a, a decent uh, look at that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we still have yet to actually play together. No, and I haven't done any group anything. So I've been playing ESO mainly like a fucking you know, another Elder Scrolls, like Elder Scrolls five point five. I mean, and a lot of people actually <laughs> play it that way. But like, I do want to just like try to ramrod our way through a a dungeon. I want with to. your with your heel stick and my. My group res. We would have to actually do it that way because, from what I understand, the queues for just straight DPS is super long. Um, so if if it was just two the two of us doing that, which means that I'm going to need to spend some of my you know some of my time and uh, and actually learn how to heal. 
I'll just do an easy. We'll just do some delves and then learn how that works, and then go into a dungeon. Don't know how to heal at all. I have no healing abilities on my sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, you just you put it as your secondary weapon, and then you you literally just aim at the character you want to heal, and then you heal him. So you shoot magic at me. No, the healing staff is actually not a healing staff. Is in like you use restoration, but it allows you to have restoration skills. Correct. But if you don't, you don't point the staff at somebody and do a heal. No, I know that, but you point at them and hit a healing ability, and then they are healed. Yeah, healed. Yeah, yeah. Fucking whap! You're fucking healed, bitch. Well, and I've got <laughs> I've got a group res. My I've got a, if I save my ultimate, I mm-hmm. can literally res you mid combat. Okay, well that's really good for a DPS, but you know, and I can keep myself topped off almost infinitely. Unless I'm getting just fucking walloped. When when I play an MMO, I tend to do a healer. I have done it. Uh, I I did it as a main in WoW. I did it as a main in fucking Final Fantasy fourteen. I was a white mage in Final Fantasy fourteen. I love the piss out of it. Um, I was a priest raid healer for a while, and, and I was a druid raid healer in WoW for a long fucking time. Yeah, I was I was warlock, warlock, rogue, and priest healer i was literally and then we got and then we got dedicated healers so because i played so much and i changed my priest to a shadow priest and then i was dps priest but i've always played a healer and eso healing i don't know enough about it and i and i always have that first dungeon you know i i have i'm dungeon shy like when you when you first get into an mmo the first dungeon that you do, you feel like you're going to fuck up literally everything. And from what I see from, you know, from the healing abilities, most of them auto-target. I don't have to think. I just put down, like, a blanket of healing on the floor, and people stand in the, you know, in the blanket of healing, and they get healed. Well, and my AoE attack heals me. I've so, got a self heal on top so, of that, so, so like I'm like the easiest person to heal. I, I shouldn't be worried about it, uh, and I should just uh, I should just learn how to do healing warden and just be done with it. Like essentially, all you need <clears> to do <throat> is just heal me for spike damage, and I can basically tank it. Yeah, and I think that's and that's and all then you I can do. you can DPS unless I get spike damage. You just be like, heal me, heal me. Heal me. Well, I I will probably end up doing it because that's what I end up doing. Well, for... Uh, Just like any other MMO, right? Like, you let somebody grab some aggro and then you lay into it, you know? Well, and in healing, you really don't do... Uh, I don't draw aggro at all when I'm healing um, because I'm not hitting anything. So that's that's another that's another thing about this. So I, I will end up doing it. Because we it will makes prob- things, it makes cues so much faster if, you know, if you have a healer in the group. Um, it's just leveling as a healer sucks dick. Because uh, you don't get to do a whole lot of questing. You just end heals- up healing fucking you, dungeons over All and you over do again. is you just use the heal staff as your main weapon. And you, as your, like, weaving weapon... Yes. And then you put attack items on your bar. Right. But some of those attack items, you know, unless it's a class ability, 
it requires like a destruction staff stuff or you know or if it's a destruction ability you have to have a destruction staff on right so you, I, I will have to figure it out i think there's i think there's a way for me to do it with warden fairly easily um uh, where i can do enough damage to be able to you know to quest and still be a healer so, so I'll, I'll figure it out. It's, that being said, we'll probably have more ESO talk in between a lot of stuff as me and Rusty dick with it a little bit Yeah, over the summer. I mean, we need to get into a couple guilds. I guess you can be in five fucking guilds in ESO, apparently. Yeah, uh, I'm too. And I know that you're uh, you're antisocial about it. But oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally antisocial. I'll keep the Tiltcast guild I got and then occasionally Pug. And then for the most part, I'm not playing it seriously enough to want to be on anybody's list of wanting to job me into doing things. Well, it's more of like using the guild as fast travel points because each player you can fast travel directly to them. That is... Or you, you know, can just use a way shrine. Yes, but there's about a billion of them in the fucking game, so... If you know where you're going, it's not that hard. Yeah, but, I mean... There's it. literally no reason for me to get in the guild. So. Okay. That being said, though, um, we had all the news last week. We did. I could not find anything... I'm going to poke Jason every so often just to make sure that he's not snoring. I couldn't find yeah, any yeah, th- yeah. anything really big worth talking about this week. I've heard some things. Well, um, give us one or two things so we can let Jason go. <laughs> so, uh, so things that I've heard over the past few uh, past few days is a possible possible dead space might come back. Okay, um, more your thing than mine. So, well, dead space. I mean. That is, that was a game, you know, a game series that that died way too early to me you know, yeah. for me, because uh, well, the studio closed. Well, because EA closed it. Yeah. Um, but the rumor currently is that Dead Space is getting a revival within the EA ecosystem uh, by a uh, by a developer called Motive, and they're. Because there's no nothing left of the original uh, development studio, they're going to have to basically rebuild it. If they can capture what they what they had in the original Dead Space and improve upon it, I'm okay with that. One of the scariest fucking games of all time for me. Well, I liked the the mechanics of it. Wasn't necessarily like I don't think it was super scary. I like the fact that, you know, things were just really fucking twisted. Like, you know, the, the necromorph, uh, idea was a really good mix of like Hellraiser and alien. And that's kind of the idea that made, you know, made that thing just come out. And the idea of being able to, uh, disable the enemies, by cutting off limbs with, you know, weapons that are specifically like made for cutting, <laughs> you know, yeah, like the plasma, plasma cutters. cutters. Yeah, um, I watched Trent play it. It, it was uh, it it was a interesting take on that. It was also one of the first games that I can remember that ditched a HUD and basically put everything on 
your character. So your health level and everything was like a bar on his spine. Uh, and that helped with immersion. Um, the ammo was shown on the weapon, you know, as a hologram, a holographic projection, things like that. You know, if they can recapture that and make another Dead Space game, I'm perfectly fine you know, with that. Um, there is one other thing that, that happened. <clears throat> I'm surprised you uh, glossed over this. What? Uh, because we posted in, in the telecast about it. Um, we tried Dark Alliance. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I guess we got to talk about that for a minute. Yes. Um, so Dark Alliance came out right after, uh, you know, right after we recorded, right? So, uh, that's why we played ESO. Yeah. There's, there's your two second review. So that, but, <laughs> um, your two second review. So there's, that's like, that's your Twitter review. But the, so we wanted to like, so I really wanted to like Dark Alliance because I have a lot of fond memories of the original one that was on PS2. Yep. And I wanted a co-op dungeon crawl with Rusty, and so yes. we both grabbed it off Game Pass, thank God. Um, and then we oh, proceeded shit. to play it, and there's some good ideas there, but there's a lot wrong with how the game just works. It's just... It's just bad. <laughs> we're it, not. This is not one of those things where we're just channeling internet hate. Like, this is actually one of the times the internet got it right. The... I can just start listing things that are wrong with this. Okay. So the, the, on the premise, it. it is a action RPG that you play in third person mm. with the buddy, okay. right? And then you go into a level, and then you fight monsters, and then it, and then you're done, right? Right. Um, Vermintide in that way, in that way only. Um, and then what happens is, is the AI doesn't recognize that you're there. So the AI being the monsters don't recognize you're there until you're about to like kiss them on the cheek, right? So they don't really react. You got to go hump their leg to get them to move. And then on top of that, like you, when you That's fight, horrible. when you auto tart, so if you lock onto them like you would with like a Dark Souls, I think Dark Souls is the first one that really did this, but in a third person game, you lock on them to attack that target only. Mm. It, it zooms into you 50%. Well, I, I remember Zelda doing it. So. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so when you lock on a target so you can attack that target, yep. right, it zooms in 50%, which is it's, kind of distracting. It's and it, really close to your character. And like, so, and so distractingly you, close. It's like you just shrunk your FOV from 90 to 45. Pretty much. And so it, you lose all your awareness of what's going on around you. Yep, you're fucking laser focused on that one dude. And it... It looks cool in a screenshot, but it looks like shit when you're playing the game. On top of that, you will lock onto characters that are 100 yards away, too. So you'll be, like, switching target to target while you're like that, and then you'll go from the target right in your face to the one all the way across the screen where you can barely see them, and it's... Well, that's a weird choice. <laughs> and you kind of, like, drive them like a truck around trying to point them at things to fight, right, and then use your abilities. And I'm sure more abilities unlock, right? We played through a single mission, and we decided to put it down. Yes. Because the combat just, there's not a lot of impact. The The sound for impact is weird, so it doesn't feel crunchy in the way that Vermintide does. Like, with Vermintide, there's a lot of weight. You hit a you hit a rat with a hammer, they go flying off the There side. is a very satisfying thunk when you hit something with a ham with like a great hammer in Vermintide. If yeah. and I was playing the dwarf and he is a fucking 
plate-wearing, fucking shield-bearing, fucking axe-wielding, fucking dwarf. Chunky, should be, like, sounding like a tank walking around. And he he goes and hits a fucking dude with a shield, and it's like, tink. Yeah, like, there's like, not any knockback to the enemies as you're fighting them. They're... And everything is forward. If you attack, you are attacking and moving forward. And that drives me up the wall. If well, your attacks force you to move forward a step or a half a step or even anything, it makes you feel like if you're in a combo, you have one direction you're going and you're, you know, on a path in that direction and you can't really change that because the animations don't allow you to adjust midway through. So you have to finish whatever animation you're on to be able to change direction. Right. The lack of the lack of interrupt between one tech and the next makes it really weird. It, and it's, it makes it feel like you're, uh, we even, and we were even comparing this to ESO or you're like, Oh, but there's not a, a lock on with ESO. And it's actually a good thing. Yes. Because you can fluidly attack target to target, to target, to target. And you can just move around and be able to, and you just you know, point your reticle out. at yeah. the thing you want to hit. And the reticle with dark Alliance is so tiny. Like it's hard to see what you're aiming at. And there was some, not to, it, not yeah. that it matters, but yeah, it's, it had some weird, like we were playing on, you know, you know, obviously we were playing together, so we were playing online. Um, but then we had just, it was just the two of us. Uh, but it's some, you know, we're not that far away. We both have really good internet, but there was, you know, a weird lag. Yeah. On, sometimes it'd be attacking something and then it wouldn't be attacking, but then it would be. So because there was a delay. Like, I was hitting things and then seeing the damage after they had moved. Right. Which was weird. And then the icing on the cake was, at the end of our match, it disconnected (laughs) and (laughs) sent us back. And we had to reconnect. And that was the point where we were like, no. (laughs) We both just cracked up laughing i well because... about halfway through the mission as you were i was really trying to be positive about it yes and then i was like you're never going to play this game again are you i was it... like just get through this mission so we can talk about it <laughs> just get through this mission we'll play something I, else i was grinding my teeth halfway through the fucking mission and i'm like this is the first mission on easy and i am taking unnecessary damage because the block mechanic is Weirdly delayed because of the latency in between. The yeah. parry mechanic is great when you can get it to work right, but you have to like work out what your delay is, what the uh, what the ping is going to allow you to parry. Otherwise, you're going to take that fucker to the chin. Uh, stuff that was on the ground that you go to loot takes like three button presses to fucking loot because well, of it. Well, it's, it's like this. So, swing sword. Barrel breaks. Yeah. Swing sword. Barrel breaks. And it's it was that latent with that. You which would was open weird. up a chest, and about three seconds later, the thing would pop out of the chest for me to collect. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's something on the ground over here. I should walk back to go grab it. Um, it just... The fucking... Uh, the revive mechanic, the, because there wasn't any... Yeah, any good direction. I was going around the same circle. He died, and I was going around the same fucking circle over and over again because I couldn't find my way back to him. This, you know, the level design is kind of wonky in that I, way. I think here's good concept, right? But it requires rework if they if it 
it could be a good game. It made us it made us mad because we both were looking forward to something new co op to play that was hack and slash, and like we didn't play anything the rest of the night. We had, I installed ESO after that, but ESO is a really big install. Yeah. So it's it was just on Bethesda servers, so it's taken forever. But like the, it's just not good. And it's funny because I told TJ, my buddy, I was I was like. Because he hits me up, you know, I'm on my phone and I get my Steam messages on my phone. He's like, hey, you playing, I saw you on Dark Alliance, you playing that? I was like, don't buy it. He's like, I've got fast internet, I'm going to download it. I was like, you're not going to like it. I was like, it's kind of broken. The AI sucks ass, you're, you shouldn't play it. It's it's one of my biggest disappointments. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to still play it. Yeah. And then I get a message about 30 minutes later after you played the first mission. And he's like, that game's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That game is so fucked. He's like, I already uninstalled it. He's like, I played through the first mission and it just hauled ass through it. He's like, I was mad. This like the the melee combat sucks, and the this- fucking ranged combat's even worse. You can cheese the entirety of that game on you know, ledges. You know, on ledges. And if you are playing the archer character, the the uh, Caterbury, the uh, the archer chick, you can literally sit back and just like auto attack. You can't pull enemies because they don't aggro. Because they don't aggro. They'll just sit there and take arrows to the fucking chin it's all not, night long. And it's not until you go kiss them on the cheek that they decide they want to attack you. <laughs> so it's just a it's a it's a waste of fifty gigs on your hard drive. It was. It was and it, and I got like rid I said, of it immediately. They, they could fix the net code, they could fix the way the combat works and probably have an okay game there. Maybe. But but they, they didn't. They have they have a good I don't know if I had to guess. The, the reason it's a, at a the reason it's at a mixed review right now is right because now. of potential. I think that we were even talking about this. A lot of the Steam reviews are people looking to what it could be, yes, versus what it is today. It's what we wanted, and what we got were two separate things. What we what we wanted needs to be in the oven for another six months at least. They just need to get a trauma team in there to fix it, and I'm not sure if they're going to get one. You know, to you know, to be well, honest. Well, I mean, they got Game Pass money. They, it's possible, but you know, there is a lot of people that fucking get, refunded that fucker on uh, on Steam. And there's a lot of people that uninstalled it. I was watching the, you know, I follow Xbox on Twitter. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of people because they're all waiting for it to download, and they posted, you know, new today. So you see the early comments of "I'm still waiting to download it." I'm in Europe, and it's not the same time. You need to post the right time that it's going to drop. Mm. And then you see this was just hours after we had played it and uninstalled it. You start seeing all the messages. Xbox, what did you do? Wh- why did why? you put this on Game Pass? Why, why did you do this to me? Why does uh, why is my fucking hard drive? Feel and then like I said, and I'm just been fucking like ass raped. And then I saw <laughs> a screenshot from somebody's game or game box, game box, Xbox, right? Of them clicking on it was a phone picture of them hitting the uninstall button, and I was like, okay, so we're not the only ones that were it, horribly disappointed here. It was because everybody wanted this game that was into this genre, and there's just not a lot of co-op up there. So well, yeah, it's it was just mightily disappointing because I was really hoping for a good co-op game uh, to give us something it's else a, to play other than Vermintide. It's a two out of five only because it has a good concept uh, and I it mean, looks decent. I would, I would give it a two out of five if it had ultra wide support, but oh, yeah, it literally does not have ultra wide support. I had to play with black bars and left and right. Uh, right. And to me, it's such a small thing to add to your game is, you know, something to 
allow for ultra wide support, people do have those monitors that even fucking indie games allow for fucking ultra wide support. And then this game comes out and doesn't. And it, and that was one of my very first disappointments. Like before we even started playing the game, I'm like, Oh God. Well, regardless, <laughs> um, it's is better than it ever has been. So there's that. Well, we'll, we'll be filling time. I, we're obviously going to be playing other, you know, other things, but, you know, ESO is the time filler and another option for, you know, for co-op for right now. You know, we need to have some new games. And, of course, we're coming up on the dry spell, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah, maybe if they can get Mass Effect multiplayer back for PC, that would be... Well, Mass Effect multiplayer, if they could do without the loot boxes... I'm fu- I'm fine with that. Earnable loot boxes would be yeah, great. Earnable loot boxes. You get a loot box ever you know after every mission. Perfect. Easy. You know, and you know if you if they did like achievements where you got extra loot boxes, perfect. Get rid of the you know get rid of the paid loot boxes. I'd be down with that. I loved the fucking Mass Effect. Was it Mass Effect? Three, Three's multiplayer. Yeah, multi- multiplayer was the best. Yeah, we played that as much as you were playing Left 4 Dead. Yeah, because it was. I mean, I I was having a lot of fun as a fucking uh, Krogan Vanguard, and I was just like I think we'd... charging shit. But with that shotgun, Trojan Vanguard, fucking go. Yep. Or yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So with that, Trojan, find us on. You did. Find us on TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash RealTiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find friends of the show. We've got Cabbage KBG. You've got NoQuarters.net. For the love of gaming. BMFCast.com. And TVGP.TV. They also do Game Pass and ESO. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.